another episode of Abeg who sent me if you are an entrepreneur or a wannabe entrepreneur this is the podcast you should be listening to we always talk about different aspects of an entrepreneur's life what you can learn how you can be better at what you do and how you can um, collaborate with other entrepreneurs to be better in building your business to be better in life generally so you're welcome to the podcast today Today we have an interesting guest in the building. I'm sure he's a foodie like I am. Uh, as a background <laughs> Okay, so he's a learning development professional with keen interest in youth enterprise development and adult learning for private and non-private sector organization. He is the co-founder of Alula Learning. An organization that has a vision of transforming how young people learn in organizations and institutions. Today we have Chibukem Wani in the building. Yeah. <laughs> so was I right? Are you a foodie? That, yes, that was yeah, you're, you're right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a fellow foodie, so comrade. I greet you. <laughs> <laughs> I greet you. <laughs> okay, so t- today is uh, I'm happy to talk about. When I was checking out your your site, alulaleni.com, alula sorry, alulaleni.com, and then okay. I like the tagline that says using technology to improve the learning culture in organizations, institutions, and individuals. Mm-hmm. And learning is something that uh, we know we should all do, but we never do, or, <laughs> or we don't even prioritize. You know, it's, it's, yes. it's just something that is not high up there. So my, my first question would be would be around how does one, as an entrepreneur and as an organization, develop a learning culture? How do you invite it to be part of your culture? Well, so this is for individuals, right? And uh, I will I will start with what I usually do. Um, personally, I like learning from people, um, so I like to listen to people talk, and I like to listen to seminars and you know listen to videos and tapes of leaders and experts in the field where or in the topic I want to learn from. I think one of the ways people can get a learning culture is let's leave the norm. I think a lot of people have told themselves that, you know, and having, I would say, culture to always seek knowledge from books. And is in our fast-paced world, we know now than ever, people read less, especially, you know, through books. And, um, one of the things that I would say is find what works for you. Uh, I love to read um, newsletters, right? So I subscribe to a couple of newsletters. It's one of the ways I like to start my days. So I read maybe something around learning. I read something around leadership. I read something about um, something random, right? I like to try to get knowledge from different things. Um, so I would say, number one, people learn because they quote unquote feel like they need to learn certain things 
So we rarely see people that learn as a hobby or read or something. So it's maybe from need. For instance, if you say you want to become an entrepreneur, um, you say, okay, well, how do I start? So your why just sort of spurs you into wanting to learn. Yeah. Um, so most times we see people wanting to learn things because they have a why for, for that, for what it is that they want to learn. Um, but to build a habit, I would say the first thing is understand your why. Why exactly do you want to learn? If you are like me, that likes to just learn about everything and anything, you can subscribe to certain type of newsletter. But if you are in a field of study, say, like Titi that is doing a paper sending, for instance, you know, you might want to listen to other people that do other things, learn how they speak, learn how they talk to other people, um, understand the sort of technologies they use, and all those other type of things. Me, for instance, in business, I like to read on sales. <laughs> of course, I like to read on sales. <laughs> I think it's not like we have to, we have to read on sales. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, you know, it's, it's seeing the beauty sometimes in the learning because, mm. you know, I also like to look at the creative style in the way people manage organizations, the creative styles and the way people do certain things and, you know, create cultures and all those other things. So I would just say, you know, start little by little. It's a good thing we live in a time when we have different mediums of learning. So I don't even just have to read books. I can, as well, I, I mean, for instance, I get books and I binge watch or I read on the topics on YouTube before I get, I think of, you know, so I need to read this book. So it's a very weird thing for me. Um, so I buy books. I don't read them when I buy them. I go to YouTube. <laughs> so you check reviews on them, I mean? Yes. Oh, Not exactly even reviews. I go to YouTube and, and get like the summary of the book. You know, so oh, there, are okay. these, there, are, there are some pages on YouTube that have like the summary of the book. And I read the summaries of this book. Then I'm like, okay, maybe it's worth reading after all. Now, this is after I've invested my money in buying it. Buy. So, <laughs> so, if it's not worth reading, what happens? It just forms part of your library. I mean, or you give it to exactly. friends. Exactly. I No, it forms my library. I don't give books. <laughs> <laughs> coming, from somebody that, coming from somebody that likes to steal books is, is something. But I don't do So, yes. Um, so, there's different mode, um, there's different ways to learn. And so people can say, oh, should it takes a lot of time. You know, it takes like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, to learn something. I don't have that type of time, right? And I'm like, well, you know, right now we have mediums that also break those things down and put them in like six, seven minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you read like a newsletter every day, three minutes read, five minutes read, it helps you develop that urge to want to learn more it gives you a wider spectrum of knowledge mm -hmm. and you know naturally just increases your vocabulary <laughs> like my mom would say so that's that's how i feel like little by little you can grow the culture if you don't have time you just decide one way or the other but then you have to know your why if you don't go with the why you probably will just go from you know watching um something about leadership or something about sales or something about um, motivation on YouTube <laughs> to watching YouTube to watching music videos <laughs> mm, very solid point yeah. um, you have there to say you have to understand your why 
So I think it's, it's the why that sustains the culture or the habits. Because yes. everybody knows that you should learn. Everybody, or is, let me assume that everybody knows that they should learn. Everybody knows that in order to grow, to remain relevant, you have to keep learning. But we just, not everybody learns. And I think that you've pointed out one of the critical reasons why, which is they don't learn with a why. So for you is you want to be versatile. You want to be somebody that can speak. I assume that you want to be somebody that can speak on on certain topics. When I'm learning, I want to. I don't want. To, I don't like when I'm asked a question and, and I don't have an opinion. I don't like it. So in order yeah. to always have an opinion, yeah, that's, that's me too. <laughs> you get. So in order to at least have an opinion, no matter how small it is about a subject matter, I know that I have to keep on. So thank you for that. So how can organizations imbibe? So as as a, as an individual, it's easy for you to say, okay, so I'm going to um, read a newsletter five five minutes letter every day. But for an organization that has different people, how do you make it a culture? How do you? So I would say it's the same answer, which is okay. firstly you have to know your why. Um, one thing I always say in my organization is why learn organization so we have to learn like it's it's our mm. core right <laughs> so we have to learn yeah but I can't exactly force everybody to go the same length in learning that I go of course not right mm. but what I advise organizations to do or what I always advise people you know those sort of positions to do is what's the why why do you want your staff to exactly learn now, we just said it here that we want to have an opinion on things, right? Um, one of the reasons why it's good for organizations to learn is if you're going to send people out there to go and talk on different things and meet different industries and different clients, they have to know something about whatever it is that the client is talking about. Um, I'm going to use my organization, for example. Uh, we deal with clients from different industries, from healthcare to non-profits to finance to insurance to assurance whatever so we have to have an idea of what they're talking about so if somebody says oh um truly our organization you know wants to bring out the want to do like a learning plan for people that just finished school but want to focus on the financial aspect what do you think are the things we need to talk about? I can't tell the client that I want to go and research on the spot, <laughs> you know. But then we mm-hmm. looked at it and we know that within us that, you know, if we're a learning and development organization, we already know. Why do clients, why do people that have just finished school need learning? Why do people that are in school, why do they need learning? So these are some of the ways that you know your why. For us, our why is so that at every point in time, we can continue delivering value to our clients. So if they come and meet us and say, guys, we need this, that's one thing that we know. We already know it. We already have it because we've learned. And one of the ways that they can start or organizations can start, which I feel is going to be the next question, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is, <laughs> is um, there's something called knowledge sharing session. Okay. Um, some organizations have book reading sessions or book reading month or, you know, different types of um, strategies to just make the organization learn together, which is fun, right? It's not it's not fun all the time, but it's fun. 
Um, Why is it yes. not fun all the time? <laughs> I mean, sometimes you don't like some books. I'm even speaking as a business leader. Sometimes I don't like the books that we pick. Yeah, but we picked it. <laughs> but, is it not picked for a reason? You see that? Of course. So, I mean, you don't, you don't have to always learn at your... You know, it doesn't have to always be sweet. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not even always, always sweet. sweet. I think that's the trick. It's not right? always sweet. Right? Yeah. Right, but then we know we have to do it. Mm-hmm. So there's something called knowledge sharing session, um, which is like we take out one hour every week to say, okay, so we have people um, tell us what they want to teach the organization on Monday, or they send it for you know beginning of the month and say, okay, this month we are going to be talking about um, online learning sustainability, sustainability of online learning. Right, that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, somebody from sales can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to be talking about how to sell, you know, certain things online. Or bring out different topics that time to the theme for the month. Right? Mm-hmm. And we're all going to learn. So, um, maybe on the first week, it's going to be maybe a certain department is going to come and they'll present to the team. The second week, the learning department will come and present. The third week, I can come out and present to the team on, you know, so, and that way, everybody knows that everybody in the organization is going to pull weight. It also builds certain skills in the organization. You know, it's funny when you meet somebody that is in sales and the person tells you, yo, I'm a good presenter. I can present for my organization. Um, if this person is not around, I, I, I can as well just call this person to step in and present to the client. And these are the ways where they, whereby they can build some of these skills in times like this because they've done research. They built that skill because they have to present to the team. So that is also part of learning. Because aside from when organizations force you to learn, you start to even see, oh wow, I think I have a lot for presenters. I think I have a lot for research. I think I have a lot for this particular topic. So that way you, you get to unpack certain likes and certain skills that you didn't even know that the staff had you know which is why i always say it's good to just let people learn also aside from the knowledge sharing session also it's good for the for them to also put it as part of the key indicators um many times we hear organizations say you know we cannot pay you know we don't have enough money to pay we don't have this to pay, mm-hmm. you know, and so on. <laughs> um, but then, I think it's, it's uh, on the long run, it's good for the organization and also for the repertoire of the organization as well to boast to certain clients and say, we have um, five staff, five, uh, five of our employees that have two, two, two type of certificates. Mm. You know, it's one of those things that helps them. Your, you know, yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, if you now I'm talking as a business, I'm, I'm talking as a business executive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's fun when you go into a place. For instance, um, we have people that have certain kind of degrees in our organization, and you know I brag about it like it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> like he's on our team now, so. <laughs> Jonas, exactly, right? Exactly. And it shows, you know, the client hears you say those things with confidence and they're like, okay, I think we can trust these people because they have this kind of person on their team. Mm-hmm. Whereby the person in the team might not even know that. Okay, I'm already <laughs> that you need to you, 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 you,
do that why can't we say okay you know what um what's your what's your learning what's your career goal like now don't forget you always have to start with the why because if you don't get the why then there's no learning culture so you have to get the why for the organization and get the why for the people because the people make up the organization so if somebody that is new or let's just say a graduate intern comes into the organization one of the questions that i feel you should ask such person is what's your career goal like what do you see yourself in like two years or three years i don't like going like five or ten years two three years okay <laughs> you know what do you see yourself in two three years and the person says oh, i see myself in this position i see myself here i feel like it is part of the organization to say okay this person has talent this person is good enough i think we can support this person to get to this side you know and that alone saying that within a team and putting that person's contribution of their goal is enough for the person to just want to be loyal to the organization and that's how i say you try to build culture really solid stuff that um, you are saying to me because we I, I write quite I'm trying to write quite a number of RFPs as request for proposals when you want to do uh-huh. projects and then 90% of the time if not more you are asked to send the CVs of people that are working on the project people in your team and then what they are looking at is okay uh, what is their qualification what do they exactly all of those things what have they done so it's it's um it helps an organization to to really invest in learning because you just you, you are strong as the as your team an organization exactly you are strong as, as the team. team so yes. learning has to be that thing that that you do hmm. yeah. Okay, so how can you make it interactive? How can learning be... So you, you've spoken to how we can we can make it a culture, knowledge sharing sessions, uh, supporting if the organization can afford it, certifications for their staff. And another way is even if you can afford it, if the staff is going to pay, okay, why, what, what about giving the staff maybe a week off to prepare for the exams? I won't do that. But... but <laughs> But I, I always say it's good to invest in people. Um, it's always good to invest in people. Um, my partner is also very, maybe not bigger than me, but she's also, yes, she's bigger than me in investing in people. Um, so, yes, I, I, I know this for a fact. If somebody says that this is what they want to do, especially when the person has shown track record of amazing performance, it would not co- even if it's ten percent of whatever the cost is going to be for that certificate. I think it's something the organization can pass with, because at the end of the day, the, like you said, it's people, right? And you just need more than the person's knowledge as a business. I don't just need you to learn. I need you to learn. I need you to have the certificate. I need you to be loyal to me as a business and I need you to want to work for us. So those are like some of the ways you can put all these things in a box and just deliver it. So if you see the person is doing good, why don't I mean the reward for good work is more work. It's more work. Why don't you <laughs> sadly why don't you better the person 
to be able to handle more work. You know, so that's that's where I am with food. So yes, you can. Every business should be able to bring out something, some sort of interesting value. If it is um, getting them a free uh, a, a free uh, a scholarship, if it's getting them a position in in a place where they can properly intern, if it is moving them to a department to test it out, I mean, there's the, the organization should be well involved. I, I don't just believe in okay, just giving them a time off or something. You know, it should be well involved in you know something a little bit more. Than, than just that. Thank you very much, um, Trivi. You've, you've, uh, you've hit the nail on the edge. I don't know. What would you say to building a process? You know, just very short. Uh, the journey, the journey of entrepreneurship, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's a very <laughs> it's a very interesting journey. What what less what one lesson will you say that you learned in this in this journey as an entrepreneur that you think that <sighs> <laughs> yeah. you know when you when you break it down to one lesson it's like ah how can you shrink the world down to just one continent? Um, the journey of entrepreneurship is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you like challenges and you have coconut head, um, then I think entrepreneurship is for you. Again, I like when people start things with why. Mm. Um, entrepreneurship is interesting, but then it's hard. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 smiled all through the night. Sometimes, sometimes we, you know, you can't sleep because you're hoping that you know the response from the client or from people that are taking your product is is good the next day sometimes you cry because it's sad mm-hmm. sometimes it's like nobody's listening to you mm-hmm. and you are you know the one alone in the world exactly <laughs> it's, it's, a lonely it's, journey. It's, it's a bit it's a lonely journey it's a lonely journey but it shouldn't be um i'm i'm blessed i have a a very good partner that i'm running the business with um so she has sort of made it a little easier for me. Um, <laughs> it's still a little difficult, but she has made it easier. Um, so we share the difficulty. <laughs> so yes, but then it's interesting because you can literally see your solutions work in real life. And I think that's the sweetest thing to anybody that is uh, an entrepreneur, a business person is seeing people take your product and give you that feedback. It, it just makes every single thing worth it. Um, we had a client where, you know, we had their disposition and they've not done e-learning before. And um, they're working with like so many SMEs and it was confusing for them. And, you know, well, we had told you through the entire process. And it was beautiful. Um, when we finished, it was a long seven months. <laughs> but when we finished the project and finished the course, the the joy we received from even the SMEs that were giving us like little headache, they were like, "Wow, this is amazing stuff! You guys are wonderful." 
the whole process was nice. And you know, then they set up the page and we saw the amount of people and we saw people that were giving feedback to taking that program. Wow. And it's like, oh my God, oh my <laughs> like sitting on Santa Claus's lap. You know, it's, it's like, and, and this is the sweet thing. It's like mm. after, after we, we had those sleepless nights and all those things, when we start to create these products, when we start to deal with this class, when we finish these courses that we build, or these platforms that we build, that people take the platform, it's amazing. I remember uh, we did a, we did a platform that was used as an assessment platform, and um, it was used by a very big organization. I'm, I'm not going to call the organization, but it was it was used by a very big organization. And um, so I was called in to come and sort of. Um, uh, it was an assessment, right? Okay. So I was calling to come and um, just check on the platform and give them like uh, and onboard the people that were going to take the assessment on the platform. And it was very interesting <laughs> because I went there and I didn't have an idea how many people were supposed to do the training. And I saw 250 people. Whoa. <laughs> About to take this assessment. Some with their phones, some with their laptops, and you know, some with their iPads. It's, it was a, a very amazing thing to see, right? Of course, I know my platform works. Of course, we've done this before. Mm -hmm. But every single time, that it's joy. just beautiful to mm -hmm. see. And they finish the testing, and you know, people are dropping feedback, and they're like, you know, did you have a problem with the, of course, some people said yes. But it was like, it was like 80% of good. Mm -hmm. You get 80% good. That's, that's, good. that's the part on your back that mm -hmm. you guys have done. You guys have done wonderfully well. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, I think we look at the pains of entrepreneurship a lot. And I think the media portrays entrepreneurship the wrong way a lot of times because it's either it's showing the failures or it is showing the successes. It is it doesn't show the process and the journey. Mm. And the story is always balanced. Yes, the story <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You know, and it doesn't show the process and the journey. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting. Sometimes it looks like it's coming, sometimes it doesn't come. And I feel like entrepreneurs need to know more and know that the journey is not always smooth, it's bumpy. But you know, if you if you have enough resilience, which is follow come for a Nigerian, I like to say, um, if you have enough resilience, you know, and you have a good product that you know is a good product. Keep pushing, hard work is gonna come. That's 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 it for for the journey. Because I mean, it's it's a very interesting process. It's a very interesting process. People need to just learn learn to accept the process for what it is because it's, mm -hmm. it's lonely sometimes, but yes. then it's it's beautiful some other time. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it. You know, when you start joining the likes of um, uh, the tech Twitter people that like to talk about. I 10x my revenue from last year. I 20x. I'm like, like, God, am I sleepy? <laughs> <laughs> like, God, when? When am I going to 10x? <laughs> you know, it, and, and that's just really how it is. So, thank you, Chibi, for that observation because that, that was even part of why this podcast was started. I, I noticed that the story of, of entrepreneurship is always one-sided. There's just no balance. 
unquote and unquote and sometimes it's just about the glory it's about oh we missed this and we missed that or we have this and we have that and you don't talk about all of the lonely nights all of the nights where we are trying to figure it out and then we don't talk about how lonely it can get and how everybody cannot be an entrepreneur because you have to have coconut head like you said you have to have a level of resilience yes so if you are someone that doesn't like challenges it's been an interesting conversation do you have uh, what do you want to leave with the audience uh, it depends on the audience i'm talking about so i'm going to talk to three different audiences okay. right Shoot. so the first audience is going to be like people that have businesses and the first thing i'll tell them is please take learning seriously and the part of me because I like to bring examples into the way I talk. All right. Please. I went. I went to. Um, so there is a client. It's an airline company. I'm not going to mention their name. Yes, please. But <laughs> they understand. So I went to my. my uh, we've been trying to land a learning gig with this client for a while, and. Um, so I was supposed to take a flight with them, and the attendant was very rude. Wow. It happened, and then I called my. I remember immediately it happened. I just called my my business partner and I told her like, "See, Coco, like, can you tell these people that they need training? They need training." <laughs> 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 because I go to I I, I like. One thing I do a lot is I like to test um, people's um, how well they are trained on the job, how well they know the business. So I go someplace and I just ask random questions. I don't I don't try to be rude or anything, but I just ask questions to just know how much does this person know about the product, how much do they know about the company. Because I feel like those are some of the things that should come by default if you are going to be a startup anywhere. But then I realized that very few people don't know how to speak to clients or customers. Few people don't even know. Even for things like food, people don't even know, okay, what the cocktail is made of. They don't know. You know, and these are some things that simple training can solve. You just bring somebody and you're like, okay, okay, just do it. There's this person, you should know how to talk to somebody now that wants to use our business now. You should know how to do this. <laughs> but the person doesn't know how to. Right? It's a business. You should treat it like a business. And people that don't take training seriously in their business, I don't take them seriously because you leave your business to chance and vibes. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So take training seriously as, as a leader of an organization. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're an executive or you own like businesses, take training seriously. So that's that for you guys. Now, the second person I want to talk to is entrepreneurs like myself entrepreneurship is really beautiful mm-hmm. um, we are not a unicorn yet <laughs> but we are hoping to be someday mm-hmm. um, but not every business is going to be a unicorn mm-hmm. not every business is supposed to be a unicorn Very true. Um, I was reading um a, I was reading a newsletter and it was talking about how entrepreneurs in 
in India are different from entrepreneurs in the US and how the funding processes sort of differ and how you know their values sort of differ and one of the things that they found out that entrepreneurs in India do the most is to make sure that their solutions help majority of the lives and it brings direct value to customers so it's not second phase value or indirect value no it's, it's like it tells you directly that this person is going to build a business and this business is going to employ 50,000 people mm. in the space of two years and you're like wow this person is going to build a business and this is going to be this wow so I feel like when we focus a lot on the numbers and focus a lot on who is investing instead of focusing on the value, value. we offer mm. and the customers that we are supposed to serve we sort of miss it as business people mm. so exactly. all the time our eyes should be more on what values are we offering mm. what does the customer want from us what kind of solutions do we bring to the table so those life? are the things we should be focused on your why thank you your why so those are things we should be focused on instead of being focused on 10x, 20x, 50x and you know getting investor funding and so on and so forth. If you can settle your value proposition and settle what the customer wants, every other good thing is going to follow you. But you know, let it not be the other way around. That's to those guys, right? Now, to those that feel or think that they want to become entrepreneurs. Okay. First thing I'll say is don't do it. That's one. <laughs> but secondly, if you eventually decide to do it, now that's where you start to get the coconut head from. Because if you don't take advice from people like me in the first place, <laughs> I tell you not to do it. But if you decide to do it, that's the first step of courage. Because it's not easy to think of an idea and just want to run with it. And let me let me say a little bit about my background is I like to say I'm fearless. <laughs> I like to just say it's not exactly I'm 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 filled with fear sometimes but <laughs> I like to say okay. <laughs> you know but because I feel like we can actually take the ropes and just run with it. People say this a lot, and I hear a lot of people say it. And they say things like, I'm, all, I'm going to speak pigeon. Can I? Can yes, I speak pigeon? Alright. Oh, I forgot. It's even Abeg who sent me. So it's pigeon. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so people, people, people say, people say um, things like, um, Omar, it's not easy to make it in Lagos, so it's nice to make it in Nigeria. Everywhere stop. You cannot risk it. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Yes, it's probably harder. But it's not impossible. I remember when I left the job that I was earning, I think, 250K. And I told my father I wanted to start my business. My father called me and said, Chubi, you said what? <laughs> and, you know, down the line, down the line, we got a contract with a bank. <laughs> Now, these are fresh boys that were under pet. Mm. That just had to just run with things. I we got a job with a bank. So sometimes, you know, just take the courage. People always take chance on people. 
And that's what, one of the things that I got to understand is that people all will always take chance for people. As long as you know your onion, as long as you know what to do, people will take chances on you. It's now up to you to deliver and start building your brand and start building yourself. But eventually, don't deliver the first time, that's fine. Still package yourself again and try to deliver the second time. I think a lot of times people tell themselves they can't do things because, you know, so on and so on. Please don't. Don't be that person. So if you want to become an entrepreneur, please, without pleasure, we need more people here. Yes, sir. Become an entrepreneur. <laughs> and it doesn't matter your age. I think slowly, slowly, we are moving from a certain age to a certain age. We're in a better age now. Mm-hmm. When I started business, I had somebody say, small boys like you guys want to collect millions of naira. Oh, yeah. But I, I think, <laughs> do you understand? I lot. think... Yeah, I think it's changing now. Most people might not say that anymore. It's changing, hopefully. Hopefully. So, thanks to, right? So, little by little, if you have a solution, if you have a passion, if you have a dream, if you have a vision, just pursue it. I mean, I did different things in my career or in my line of work before I ended up in tech. Because I said, if you don't do stuff, how do you exactly know what you like? And how do you know what you're good at? Yes. So I, I, I did stand-up comedy. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I did. I did stand-up comedy. Interesting. You know? Yes. So I feel like, you know, you should try things. Try things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Try things that give you joy. Try things... You know, when you do things like that, you just get to see the world in a different perspective. And that's my advice to you guys. Wow. So... Wow, thank, thank you. you very much to me. It has been an interesting conversation. And uh, thank you. I'm just all smiles right now because you you <laughs> you eat a number of notes that were correct, that were solid, and that if anybody decides to act on it, yeah, their life will be better off thank you very much oh wow you. Yes, yes i think yes, i would yes, act yes. on my own notes <laughs> yes you Let should see my life is going to be better <laughs> <laughs> no it should be especially uh, the fact that you said know your why knowing your why is such a very powerful thing. knowing your why in everything is such a very powerful force uh, that which would, uh, that's very beneficial to anybody Thank you very much. Should we? Let me just stop you for a bit. Okay. Right, let me stop you for a bit. Alright. And just through it on the why. Okay. Now, sometimes people always think that the why has to be something huge, like solving world hunger. Or something very deep. If your why <laughs> is because, right? If your why is because I want to have fun, that's enough. Enough, yes. What it is you want to do. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to say that because I feel like we have a lot of people that just make fun. Which is one thing that I always put in every single thing I do. It's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't like the job, try and have fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. You know, just try. So, every single thing that I do, even if your why is, because I want to have fun, because I want to just do it. But just make sure that you know why within yourself, and this is honestly what it is, and this is why you want to do this. Because it's going to just, you know, sort of spoil you to want to be more and do more. Thank you. I think that's all I have to say. Thank you, thank you for putting that balance to it because a lot of people want to hear what's the why. They are thinking something deep and something out of this world. Mm-hmm. And some people, it could be as simple as yes, you want to have fun. It 
will be a exactly. simple lad. You know, some people would work out every day. And you're like, have you, as in, why are you dismotivated? And they just say, I just want to look good. Looking good is just very important. Exactly. That's it's important to me. You get some people they, they didn't care, so they 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 can't they can't afford <laughs> to work out. You understand? But don't know why it's like a compass that just keeps you towards your true north. So it's not about mm. the depth or the whatever of it is being truthful. I like I like the fact that I said be truthful to yourself. So you look at yourself and say, Why am I really doing this? Once you're truthful to yourself, it doesn't have to be something deep. It's just exactly. it's just being true now. Thank you very much, Obi. It's, it's been great and too. interesting talking with you. Yes. Uh, I hope we can you. I hope we can bring you back next time to talk about you know different things. <laughs> if not for time, we just yes, go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Alright, thank you very much. Thank you.